Hi, I'm Bella Hilton, and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection, and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby, and make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful, and you have dreams. And when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Bella Hilton, and welcome to the Miracles Happen podcast today. Now, I know being a new year, many of you may be getting back into your fertility treatments and appointments and things in a big way with renewed hope that 2020 is your year. And you know what? I want it to be your year. I want you to conceive your baby and just be the fantastic mum or mom that I know you were meant to be. And today we're going to explore how you can take control of your fertility from a medical perspective because I see too many women giving their power away here. And you know what? If you are giving your power away during this process, then in my opinion, you aren't involved enough. And goodness knows I did this too at times of my fertility journey because I didn't know what I didn't know or I didn't trust my intuition. So I had to trust what I was being told because I'd been brainwashed into thinking that this was just a mechanical process in the end, right? And going with the flow and trusting, that can be great and it has its place if you feel good about it. But if your spidey senses are getting tingly that you need to be involved or something doesn't feel like it's going in the direction that you want it to go, you need to listen to your intuition and get involved. Because when you don't listen to yourself, that's where regret creeps in, you know, oh, I wish I'd trusted my intuition and done that thing, right? See, the trouble with doctors and the people we perceive as authority figures, and and the key word here is perceive, so we give this authority to doctors, is the comments and stats they throw at you often go straight to our unconscious mind. They bypass what is known as the critical factor in our minds, the filter that keeps the total bullshit out, right? Because we think they have the authority to do that, that they're somehow above questioning, that what they say is always true, that they must be right because they studied for so long, right? And therefore the stuff that they say often acts like a placebo or in most cases, a nocebo way, you know, where the placebo effect is thinking positively about your diagnosis or, you know, something in the medical field, the nocebo is thinking negatively about your diagnosis. So, for example, if your doctor gave you a 5% chance of conceiving naturally without doing any tests just because you were a certain age, well, to me, that's just a ridiculous statement and that creates that nocebo thinking. It goes straight to the unconscious mind and you think, I've only got a 5% chance. Now, that's not empowering at all. It creates negative beliefs about what your body, body is capable of and it's capable of so much. And it's not assessing things against the person in front of them. If they've done no tests or whatever, you know, the beautiful, tenacious, health-conscious person that you are who is going to figure this the fuck out, right? 
they're not taking that into account. So I find that the best way to start to take control of your fertility journey is to start to get really in touch with your body and to really trust your intuition. Because if you aren't in touch with your body, then it's going to be very difficult to know what is the right thing for you to do. And similarly, if you're not in touch with your intuition, if you don't have that belief in yourself that you know what's right for you, then the person on the other side of that medical desk isn't going to carry you to do the best thing for you. Now, by chance, it may be, but what they'll actually do is what they've been trained to do and then probably fill your head with a whole lot of unhelpful and panic-inducing thoughts. Not always. I'm not vilifying um, everyone or anyone at, the, you know, at this point. What I'm saying is they've been trained to do something and they'll do the best thing within their training, not necessarily the best thing for you. You need to know what that is. Now, if you aren't connected to your intuition, then it's time to start to remedy this, to empower yourself, connect to your truth, to your soul, however you want to phrase it. It's all the same thing. And this helps you to be connected to your voice and voicing what it is that you want. So let me tell you a little about my fertility journey and how it started to illustrate here what I'm talking about in terms of intuition and being part of the process and taking control of your health. I was um, living in Morristown, New Jersey at the time. And for those of you who don't know uh, where that is, that's in the USA. My then husband was working over there and I was there, but I couldn't work and thought, great, you know, I have this downtime to focus on having a baby, you know, how exciting. We'd been married for about eight months and it felt like this was the next step, right? Um, But I'd been living in Bethesda, Maryland, again in the US for the six months previous to this, again with my then husband's job in this very... um, non-ideal situation and I'd just gotten addicted to these cooking shows and Dr. Phil and I'd been cooking up a storm most days as a way of having something to do as I was new to the country and didn't really have any friends right so I was just filling in my time with cooking you know bunk cakes and homemade custard and anything super carby and fatty and cheesy and creamy was what I loved the most right And I exercised for an hour a day, but needless to say that I'd put on some weight and I was just feeling a bit uncomfortable. So in order to be healthy for this, you know, upcoming pregnancy, I thought it would be the best thing to do to take some of that weight off, you know, um, have a healthy pregnancy, take this weight off that I'd put on. Well, I put my mind to it and I actually followed a Dr. Phil diet (laughs) and I lost um, a ton of weight really quickly. I, I I think it was like 5 to 10 kilos or 11 to 22 pounds very quickly, like a couple of weeks or a month or something. I know that sounds a bit insane, but I think that's what happened. And then, you know, we started trying to conceive and guess what? I didn't get my period, but I 100% knew it wasn't because I was pregnant. I felt like my body and my cycle had shut down. I was in tune enough with my body to know that it just didn't feel right. So I went to the doctor to investigate as to why I had lost my period because here I was, you know, the minute I had started trying and I lost my period, that is more than frustrating. I know you can feel me on that one. So I told my story to that doctor so that I could get some answers and get my periods back and start trying to conceive again. 
know, at this point I just started, so I didn't feel crazy about losing my period, but it was slightly upsetting and I wanted some answers so I could get back on track. And that doctor, bless her soul, told me that there were only three reasons that someone loses their periods. And at the time I sat there thinking, fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get some real answers here. Someone who knows what they're talking about, who can really help me. You know, I relaxed. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I was excited when she said that, you know. And then I'd be able to work on a game plan to get this back on track and do what I needed to do, right? And then she looks me fair in the eye and says, the three reasons are pregnancy, pregnancy, and pregnancy with this smug look on her face. And you know what? For one moment, my spirit just dropped um, that someone was so callous, but mostly because I didn't get any answers and this woman wasn't, was not in my corner. You know, I could have gotten excited in that moment. I could have gotten pissed off in that moment. I could have gotten seriously upset in that moment. I could have had so many reactions in that moment, but I chose to see mostly what she had said as just complete ignorance. You know, I think there was a piece of me that was um, upset, but I just saw it as complete ignorance and that I wasn't going to get the answers from her that day. You know, thanks anyway, doctor. Next. I was more annoyed that she had completely wasted my time from an emotional and physical perspective that I didn't know myself well enough to know whether I was pregnant, um, pregnant or not. And basically that she thought I was stupid. Like I said, I knew my body better. She could have reduced me to feeling like a pathetic little girl, but I didn't let her. I mean, seriously, by the time I saw her, I think I would have known if indeed I was pregnant, but she was suggesting I was so naive that I didn't know this like I was a twit who hadn't checked, you know, I actually felt insulted. It's not to say this, as a doctor, absolutely, she needed to do her due diligence and rule out pregnancy as a possibility. I'd expect that. And I expect her to go about it in a manner that didn't demean us both, right? And rule it out, we did when I went to the bathroom to do a pregnancy test and voila, no second line. I was not surprised, you know, and I probably had to hold my tongue back from saying, I told you so. So now that you've wasted my time, let's talk about how you're going to help me. I think it was enough for me at the time, the total look of confusion and scrambling um, on her face and that she did at that point and knowing that she had stuffed up royally when that test came back negative. Anyway... She sent me off to an endocrinologist and this person was, uh, this, this doctor was far better at listening to me and, um, I told her my theory about how I think that my body is actually sensitive to weight loss and she agreed with me. Um, but she bothered to sit there and listen to me and, and understand where I was coming from before she just uh, randomly told me I was pregnant or something, which was just totally ridiculous. Um, Now, this endocrinologist um, had found nothing wrong with my hormone profile and my periods came back shortly thereafter once I'd stabilized my weight and wasn't losing anymore. And so everything got back on track. Now, I know no one else who is this sensitive to weight loss. I've had clients whose periods and cycles improve from weight loss, no matter how fast they lose the weight. 
but if I wasn't in tune with my body and didn't know it so well, I could have been seriously disempowered for those four or five months it took for me to get my cycles back and for my luteal phase to be worth it enough to start trying again. I could have gone back to the doctor a hundred times, the endocrinologist going, I still don't know what's wrong, and she's going, I don't know what's wrong because there was nothing coming up on the tests, right? But I knew it was the weight loss. So I bothered to mention it, and she agreed that that sounded um, very much like what it was. Then six to seven months, um, and, and so then my periods did come back, and we started trying again. Now, six to seven months after this uh, whole episode, <laughs> I lost my period again. My very regular cycle that I had never really had a problem with up until this point was gone again. Now, this time... It was due to too much exercise. Again, sensitive body. I was only working out for an hour every day. Now, by most people's standards, it isn't too much. And I had done it at other times and not lost my periods. Again, I trusted my intuition about why this might have happened and surmised it was the exercise. I didn't have proof. I didn't have, you know, like this tangible proof. I just felt into my intuition And I didn't stop exercising straight away either, but shortly after that I went on a holiday overseas and couldn't exercise at all while I was away and didn't want to because I was on holidays. Um, And exactly two weeks into our holiday, I got my period. Anyway, I cut my exercise back when I got back to five days a week and my very regular cycle again came back um, with a four to five month build up for my luteal phase again so we could start trying again. That was my first year of trying to conceive. (laughs) The point is, and why I share all of this, is you are not everyone. And this is a good thing. You are you, and you need to get more in touch with your body if you are not already, because then you'll find out what is right for you, and you need to empower yourself to trust your intuition about what is right for you, no matter how big or how small. You have to start to listen to yourself. Tune in. Now, I've tried things um, in the past too, and and I've always kept an open mind with things. Um, If we get more into supplements, like Vitex, for example, some swear by it. For me, again, it shortens my period length to 22 days. I've even tried it twice. I think it's because I'm, you know, a slow learner. But um, red clover tea has also had the same effect on me, much to the amazement of the person who gave it to me, citing that she had never seen it have this effect on someone else before like ever and she had treated hundreds of fertility clients Um, naturally I stopped these things immediately but I didn't get super panicky about it I just took it for what it was okay I've tried something it didn't work for me they weren't right for me let's move on so I encourage you here to be an investigator in your own life and feel the difference for yourself with things and know what is right for you I mean Recently, I was dealing with an issue of extreme tiredness, and it was extreme. All my blood tests came back with nothing wrong, so my doctor just concluded that I had some stress-induced sleep apnea or some crap. I don't know. And I also saw a naturopath, changed my diet completely, got tested for intolerances, etc., and cut all those things out of my diet. I even took some supplements, and none of it did anything. And actually, some of the supplements just felt like they were stressing my body out, Again, I can't tell you how I know this. I trust my intuition. So I stopped taking them. 
and I felt better for it. <laughs> now, if I stopped short at the doctor who told me nothing was wrong with me physically, um, even though I was experiencing this tiredness, um, and then he probably would have recommended the equivalent of IVF for tiredness to circumvent the problem if he had one, right? And I guess many people do in terms of, you know, probably sleeping tablets and stuff. But I was sleeping, so, you know, it was a whole issue. But if I'd stopped short of the doctor is my point, I'd be no further down the path to actually fixing my issue. If I'd stopped short of the naturopath with diet and supplements and not trusted that some of the supplements were actually stressing my body out further, I'd be no further down the path either. But it was not normal and it was not good enough for me to live that way. So why did I try these physical things in the first place when I'm all about, you know, the mind-body connection? Well, quite frankly, sometimes it is a simple physical thing when it comes to tiredness, right? A lack of vitamin B, lack of sleep, not enough exercise, things like that. So it bears witness to cover off these bases. You'd be stupid not to. Um, and, you know, no, it's not a huge emotional problem. I just have a lack of eye in my body, things like that pretty simple so it's easier to go down that path as well too to you know go to the gp and just fix up we always want it to be a quick fix right but it's not always like that so we went down the path of an energy healer and it's been quite remarkable it wasn't instant but straight away i had shifts because she was helping to heal my body from an emotional and energetic perspective And I had so much insight into my life based on simple questions that she asked me and trusting my intuition that the first answer I delivered was the correct one. It's been mind-blowing. It's been amazing. Because I too reach uh, reach outside of myself to others for where I have my own blind spots and we all have them. So back to taking control of your medical journey. The thing is, if you want to try acupuncture, do it. But notice the benefits you're getting from it And if it's none, notice that your inner intuition will know if it is right for you. You have to believe in what you're doing. If you don't believe in it, if you want to try castor oil packs, give it a red hot go. Is it working for you? Notice the differences. If none, forget about it. Now, we'll say this. If you want to try anything, give it the time and commitment it deserves and then reassess it for you. Nothing is a waste of time unless you don't believe in it. Okay? And choose things because it feels good and feels like the right next step for you, not because you're trying to chase down the magical potion or elixir that will propel you to fertility goddess heights in under 20 seconds. You are already a fertility goddess. You just need to believe in her. You need to uncover her from all the bullshit you've been fed about what is possible for you. If you want to try charting, great, but notice if it causes you too much stress. Are you obsessing over it? Are you not getting the rest you need as a result? Well, then maybe it isn't adding to your journey at all. Take back control of your journey because you know your body better than anyone and you know your mind better than anyone and you know what is right for you. Now, like I said, this isn't to vilify doctors. There are great doctors and naturopaths and alternative practitioners out there. I know some, and they have all had a time and place in my life over the years that I've been extremely grateful for, for their training and their wisdom. But 
it does come down to a matter of training. And when someone studies for a long time in their field, they believe in what they are doing. And you kind of want them to, right? Well, what I've found is with doctors or GPs, it usually tends to be a bit more cream pill or surgery, right? How do I bypass this problem and shortcut it? And honestly, when you're really sick and need that antibiotic, you are extremely grateful for it. Western medicine has so much to offer, but when all the tests come back normal and nothing is happening, it is important to take control. If your doctor is suggesting donor eggs, then think about why they are suggesting them. You know, you want a baby and they want you to have a baby. They aren't generally thinking about the emotional toll a statement like that makes on their patients. Not to any great depth. They might just routinely offer this to all patients at 43 years old at this particular clinic. Who knows? You know, they don't believe you can better your egg situation um, at this age through diet, exercise, mindset, and spirituality. You know, they don't believe in baby spirits, even though you can so strongly feel yours around you. But then again, maybe egg donor is the right next step for you. There are no judgments about how you choose to bring in your baby. Just feel into it and know whether or not it is right for you. Now, many years ago when I was trying acupuncture and saw a fertility specialist for the first time, he actually said to me that he didn't believe in acupuncture because he was more a stainless steel kind of doctor, but if it helped me to relax for those 30 minutes twice a week, knock myself out. You know, and all this despite the overwhelming evidence that it is indeed effective in the fertility journey. And I have to say, this is despite the benefits I actually physically feel from acupuncture on an emotional and physical level. So not everything is for everyone. This journey is about you. You get to decide what supplements to take, what alternative methods to try, what diet to eat, what doctor you see based on what is nurturing and supporting you. You get to decide whether to try naturally, to only put one embryo back instead of two at transfer, whether to wait another two months, etc., etc. But here's the biggest piece here in this journey. Choose things out of it being the right next step and not based on fear. And that's sometimes hard to distinguish, sometimes easier said than done. But if you're chasing down the next supplement, the next this, the next that, then you're most likely doing that because you are fearful that you are missing out on that one thing that will help you to conceive rather than listening to your intuition. Your intuition might lead you to a particular fertility specialist. It might lead you to a fertility coach. It might lead you to a supplement or all three. You know, it doesn't matter, but you cannot get it wrong if you listen to yourself. Because babies come from love and not fear. So stop chasing it down. Start to feel the love for yourself, trusting yourself, believing in yourself, and start your journey from there. Okay, my lovelies, you get the idea. Be in charge of your journey, no matter how crazy your intuition might be. I've seen it all. It won't steer you wrong. And you know, and you know what? You will get to the end of your journey feeling proud, and actually owning your decisions. Don't let anyone bully you into doing something you don't want to do. If you know you could benefit from having a champion by your side who can help you make the decisions that empower you by guiding you through, someone who can actually help you 
turn your negative thinking around, someone who can and will talk to you for hours about your fertility journey, your emotions and whatever else is impacting you from living your life now and someone who totally gets it, then do yourself a favor and book a free discovery session with me now. You can go to my website at studiofertility.com and my calendar um, to book in is I think about halfway down my homepage. Because your thoughts and emotions and energetics, and this is what I deal with with my clients, can hugely impact your success in your journey and your success in enjoying your life as well and bring in your miracle. And remember, at any time, miracles happen and it's time for yours. I'll see you all in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts, or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.